when we say, I have fallen in love with you, what are we actually saying? I'll tell you. What we are actually saying when we say, I have fallen in love with you, we are saying that I have fallen in love with the place inside me that brings me pleasure that you bring onto me. Because when we fall in love with someone, it is because they have opened up that part of pleasure within us that almost feels like ecstasy. So when we are in love, we are almost, we get to experience that slight, that slight, slight moment of nirvana or heaven, depending on what you believe in. We also experience this feeling of, ooh, yeah, baby, when we are in orgasm. When we orgasm, we transcend beyond our ego to a place of pleasure that we want to constantly stay in. So like love, we crave that feeling of pleasure. However, you see the problem starts to come in when we think that someone or something is the key to awakening that part of us that feels that pleasure, when in reality, that pleasure is inside of us and we have the ability to feel that way all the time. And to be able to feel and to be able to feel that way of pleasure all the time is called bliss. Bliss. Being in a blissful state. Being in a blissful state, which most yogis and enlightened people are. Being in bliss means you have gone beyond pleasure itself, where everything in life becomes fragile to your heart, and you can't help but feel compassion for everything. As Ram Das puts it, the experiencer of bliss is separate from bliss, and finally you become bliss by giving up the experiencer. In other words, the moment you can give up the need of looking outside yourself for love and look within and be silent within yourself, love arises within you. You become love. You become compassion. You become the captain of your own emotions as a result of letting go of the idea that you need something else that is outside yourself to feel love. Isn't that beautiful? Huh? To have yourself to feel that love, to have yourself to feel that abundance, isn't that just amazing? <laughs> Don't we all wish we could feel like that? However, now we live in a generation, and by generation I mean for those who are younger than, well, for those of you who are younger, of a younger majority. And by majority, of a younger majority, I mean mainly the people who are born in the 2000s or the late 90s. Where love has taken a whole new meaning, hasn't it? We see love now as almost some sort of transaction between two people more than something that is given to for free. I think that is I think that it is also very common in the West. We look at it now like I gave you this love, but in return I want you to love me back in the same way. Is that love or is that a transaction? You see the problem now is we give love with some sort of string attached onto it. This becomes very problematic because now love works on the basis of conditionality instead of working on a basis of unconditional some sort of love. Right? For those of you who are struggling to find love in your life, or even, or even are desiring love, or even wanting someone to be in your life, or even some of us going to the extent of chasing it, ask yourself the question, why are you seeking love? Why is it not arising within you? For you see, love isn't some kind of seeking or desire to obtain. Now I understand that wanting to be loved is a human desire and a longing that we want. I mean, without love, where would we be? 
probably in terrible times. However, you see, love we crave, the love we crave is the love of feeling accepted and being praised for our amazing traits that we have. I like to think of real love as some kind of mother bear love or some mother to a child kind of love. You see, because the relation between mother and child is one of pure love, pure unconditional love. Because there's a certain energy there between mother and fetus. We can see this by, we can see this connection even in physical when we see the umbilical cord attached to the mother. You know, as doctors will always tell, you know, pregnant women to always eat super healthy because it affects the child, it affects the baby. Right? So they are connected because what the mother eats and feels, the baby will also, you know, have a reaction towards that. I'm not really into biology, but as from as what I know, that's what happens, right? So we can kind of see this very intimate relationship between mother and child take place, right? It's very intimate. I think mothers have a very, very, very... um. It's a different kind of love. It's unconditional love, but it's also very different. It's a sense of protection. Back in, you know, I think our tribal days where the mothers would... We even see this in nature, right? Where we look at the mother bear, for example. Have you ever messed around with a baby cub of a mother bear? Well, because, oh boy, I'll tell you right now. They are one feisty peep, one feisty animal. They put up one hell of a fight to protect their cub. A mother bear is so strong in her love for her child that she is even willing to die. We can even look at this for spiders. Some spiders, if their kids are hungry, they will literally almost do some kind of suicide where they would allow their kids to eat them for them to survive. See, because love is built into all aspects of nature. Love is universal. Love is a universal energy. Love is a universal message that we can communicate to each other on, right? And I remember when I was just a child, right? I think for all of us as a child, we start to first experience love is when our, with our parents, right? We, we see it more of a feeling than more of being told love, right? We can sense it, that we are loved. How do we know we are loved? Well, maybe because by the actions that your parents do to keep you alive and everything. But is that love? Maybe. Maybe it is. Or when we're kids and if we do good deeds, we're given a reward. And we're kind of like, okay, yay, I feel loved. I feel accepted. Don't we all? Right? When we do good deeds, we feel some type of acceptance. We feel good about ourselves. We feel as people love us. Right? But is that love? No. Because that type of love is working on a condition. And if I do something, I will get something in return. Then I will feel that way. That is a condition. That is a conditional kind of love. That is not unconditional love. Unconditional love to me is that even if you were to do the most grotesque, most awful thing, awful thing, that person will still love you wholeheartedly will not judge you, will still choose to accept you as you are, that unconditional love, that whether you love them or hate them, you as a person, they will still choose to love you because loving is in their nature. 
Loving is within all of us. Love is within all of us. Loving is, is within all our nature as human beings. We are love. We need to realize that more about ourselves is that we are love. You don't need to look outside for love. You are love. Love arises within you. I'm getting so emotional about this is because so many of us feel not loved. So many of us feel not worthy. So many of us feel like we are a mistake in the universe. Let me tell you something. The universe, God, source, does not make mistakes. Everything in life has a purpose. Or even if it doesn't, or even if it doesn't, right? You can create your own meanings to things. So there's still meanings. We still need meaning for things. And if there's meaning, that means that there is a reason it's there. There is a reason you are here. There is a reason why you feel things. There is a reason why you are the way you are. There's a reason why you wake up every morning. Oh, God. Love. Opening your heart. Becoming the truest version of yourself. Why would we feel like as if we are here by accident? As if we are here by some sort of fluke? Everything has a meaning. Everything has a purpose. And if you think not, Aaron Dowdy once said, how selfish would it be to think so that you, out of everything in the entire world, has no meaning? You, me, I'm the only one who has no meaning. How selfish. You have a purpose. You have a meaning. You are love. You are loved. There is love within you. Love is constantly always within you. But love is a byproduct of you being present in this moment. Of you sitting down with yourself. And meditating and being silent with yourself. Love for no reason. Laughter for no reason. Have you ever felt that? In deep moments of meditation, yogis and some monks will start laughing hilariously. Or <laughs> The funniest thing is that laughter itself... Osho was teaching this in one of his meditations. It was called the laughter meditation where every morning he would get up and start laughing. The first thing you do in the morning, wake up and start laughing. Because what you're doing when you wake up and you immediately start laughing, you can, can kind of relax with yourself. There's no need to take yourself so seriously. <laughs> Alan Watts said something that makes me laugh so much. is that he said that the Joker is always laughing because he sees how everyone takes their life so seriously. He sees men with straight faces on and he sees how hilarious it is because they don't see that this is all some cosmic joke. They all miss the point of it. We all miss the point of life. The whole point of it because life is a play. Life is a constant play. It's a constant adventure. And only as children, only as children only as babies little kids do we know that this life is a adventure only as kids do we get to experience life for what it really is a game a play an adventure we're not seeking something we're merely just playing with life because as children we that is all we are filled with is life a child, a baby is life. 
I've had people come up to me and just be like, you know, Haley, I, I'm just going through so much. I, I feel like I'm just not worth it. I feel like in all my relationships, people aren't choosing me. I, I, I feel as if, you know, I'm not loved. I feel like as if, you know, I lost my purpose. I feel as if, and all these things, and I, and I sit with them, and I look at them, and I'm like, first of all, are you choosing yourself? Are you choosing you? That's the first thing. Because how can someone else choose you if you're not going to choose yourself? How are you going to expect love from someone else if you cannot love yourself? Love has to arise within you. It's not something you seek or obtain. You don't obtain love. You don't seek love. You don't find love. <laughs> it's the craziest thing to find love. It's within you. It's within you, you know. Some people will also say to me they don't feel worth it. They don't. They feel like they're here by some fluke. If everything has value in this life, don't you think you have value too? Why would we leave you out? Why would the universe leave you out and only choose you as this one unlucky, you know, little speck to not have any sense of value? Why you? Out of all people, why you? Why are you so important to be left out? Huh? Where'd that idea come from? Where does that idea come from? That idea always stems from an inner trauma. Or something deep within us that we don't like within ourselves. But I want you to know that you are worth it and you have to believe that you are worth it you have to believe that you are worthy of love that you are worthy of someone appreciating you that you are worthy of unconditional love that you are worthy of someone putting their time and effort into you you have to believe that you are worthy of giving that energy to yourself that you're able to give all that love all that abundance to yourself why because you are worth it because there is value in you there is value in your character. There is value in what you say. There is value in who you are being. The moment you can start being love and start seeking love, you'll start to realize that the whole world becomes fragile, becomes soft again. Again, back to your child. Because when you were a child, the world was soft. It was a play. Your imagination was your reality. That's when you realize the true game of reality. It's in your head. Yes, this reality has certain rules, but we can bend it to our rules sometimes. If we wanted to be a superhero, we would pretend to be a superhero. If we wanted to pretend to be a princess, we would carry ourselves with the mannerisms of a princess. This life, you can be anything you want because who you are being is what attracts the things in life that truly align with you. Who you are being is so important. If you want more love in your life, be more love. Be more loving to yourself. Because the energy that you give yourself is the energy that comes back to you. It is a magnet. It is a magnet. Because we don't manifest in life what we want. Because what we want, we lack. We rather manifest in life who we are being because who we are being is saying something about us and is saying something about who we are in this present moment be love be love man so hippies would say love peace man be it don't seek it be it joy dance 
you know, I found that, you know, whenever I'm in lower vibrational states and in lower vibrations of consciousness, I, I would do something completely weird. I'd, I'll listen to something I love and dance and be free. Why not? Why not be free? Because I can. I can be free. I have that permission to be free. And some people don't give themselves the permission to be free. When was the last time you gave yourself permission to just dance? Even when you're by yourself or even with people, give yourself the permission to just dance. Just dance, man. Dance to the rhythm of love. Dance to love. Dance to abundance. Dance. Get loose. Have you ever seen someone dance when they're so tight and aggressive? <laughs> Isn't it just the funniest thing how they even take themselves when they're dancing so seriously? Dance! Who cares how you look like? Just dance. Be free. Why don't we give ourselves permission to be free? Why aren't you giving yourself permission to be free? Because giving yourself permission to be free is a form of self-love. Is you loving yourself. Is you choosing yourself. Give yourself permission to be free, man. <laughs> man, I really... Hippies. The 60s, the, I think it was the 70s era, right? No, it was the 60s. You guys have to correct me in the comments below, but I'm pretty sure it was the 60s, right? <sighs> Love, peace, man. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please do subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This podcast will also be uploaded onto YouTube as well if you want the visual version. Thank you.